You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's get to Joe G. He is Joe Gilio appearing on the Roman Guest Line. He is the co-host of BetQL Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. And you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia weekday evening. So, Joe, before we get to the draft stuff and the bets, who do you think is most likely to fumble the bag with their first round pick? I mean, it's got to be the Jets. I mean, after listening to that video, I mean, it's always easy to say the Jaguars and, and they might go – and surprise people, number one, and that owner and GM, they're all over the place. But, I mean, there's no, there's no fan base in the NFL quite like the Jets. It's just misery. I mean, it's, they haven't gotten the quarterback position right. It's Joe Namath. And some of those clips you guys play there, my favorite part is the guy afterwards trying to justify it. Like, well, I mean, the Jets must know something everyone else doesn't because we didn't take Marino. No, and the Jets <laughs> didn't know anything. They should, they should have taken Dan Marino there. Oh, man, that, that was funny. Joe G, it's great to have you here on the show, and I'll, let's just go ahead and, and talk about the NFL draft just a little bit. How do you do? You have a strategy or process in betting something that is so volatile. All it takes is a tweet or a rumor or someone quoting an anonymous source, and the odds can change immediately. So, how do you go about it? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think it's almost the opposite of, of how it, we as betters should have a process normally because I, I think normally you kind of do your research do your homework and you don't let noise right beforehand or um, maybe an odd shift right beforehand really change what you feel I don't feel that's the right way to do it on the NFL draft and um, you know we've had a lot of guests on the last couple of weeks and a couple that cover teams you know Giants beat writer Jets beat writer because those teams have you know 10 picks uh, two picks in the top 10 and and what's interesting and we're seeing it now is the people that cover the NFL, uh, not you know, there's uh, uh, some people that just cover the draft, but the people that cover teams, cover the league, they're busy in January. They're busy in February with the playoffs, then the then the you know, free agency. They're not knocking on doors or making phone calls to figure out what the heck's going on here. And I think the best information that comes out is now. Like the stuff we're hearing this week, that I think is way more real than anything we were hearing a month ago because I, I just think the, the people that are, are trying to get the information out to us, insiders, everyone to call them, now they're invested in this. Like now this is the biggest story. So now they're digging in. And I think that's why we've seen over the past couple weeks some shifts here. But the one thing I, I will say is you start hearing whispers early April, they become loud late April. That's probably, there's probably something to that. And, and that's, you know, that's likely the, the Trayvon Walker thing. He started hearing this like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like maybe. And now all of a sudden he's the favorite. And I, I think everyone's kind of catching up now. Yeah, a really dramatic shift in the odds is Trayvon Walker now minus 450 over a bet MGM to go first overall when for a long time it was Aiden Hutchinson. But Joe, 
you're a Philly guy, so we got to ask about the Eagles. They have two first-round draft picks. How do you see those picks going? Well, if, if there's anything I know with Howie Roseman in Philadelphia, is the, the, the most unlikely thing is them sitting at 15 and 18 and picking tonight, just in those spots. They're going to move around. I mean, Roseman does it every year. Uh, we have a draft party in Philadelphia one year. He traded clean out of the first round, and everyone came to this party, and there was, there was nothing there for them to pick. But um, I would not be surprised at all, Chelsea, if they move up with their first pick, if they try to get somewhere back half top 10 or maybe the 11-12 range and, and grab a player you know, that's falling, that they see value on, whether it's Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Um, I could see them interested in that kind of thing. And then with the second pick, the 18th pick, I think they'd move back. So almost like a move up with the first one, move back with the second one. I'm sure we'll hear the Eagles name and rumored all day long here until we get to 8 o'clock tonight. We're talking with Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. And you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia weekday evenings. Joe, there's been so much talk about the quarterbacks in this class and how they don't measure up to last year's class. But is there a guy that you believe is worthy of a top 10 top 15 pick when you look at this set, whether it's Willis, Pickett, Hal, take your pick? So I don't. I think anyone getting picked inside the top 15 is going to be a mistake. Uh, I, look, I think Malik Willis has the highest upside of this class if he can figure it out. And I know there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Josh Allen, raw player, small school, big arm. Uh, though Josh Allen's 6'5", uh, and built like exactly you want a quarterback to be built like. Malik Willis is six foot. I mean, he's he moves out of the pocket because he can't see over the pocket. It's, yeah, I think he has similar traits, better arm, but similar traits to Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a project. If he, he, I'm not saying he can't work out, but he's not a surefire. I mean, Josh Allen was molded to be a great quarterback. He just needed a refinery. I don't see that same thing with Malik Willis. The quarterback I actually like best in this class is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I think he's good. I, I think he, he check, checks all the box for me. He reminds me a little bit of Dak Prescott coming out of Mississippi State where it's like, why isn't he talked about as a, as a higher pick? And, and Ritter might go in the first round. Dak was obviously a fourth-round pick. But I, I think Ritter's going to end up the best quarterback in this class. And I, I think if a team in the bottom of the first round, top second, you know, needs a quarterback or needs a future quarterback and they take him, uh, I think it'll be a smart move. But, uh, yeah, I don't love the quarterbacks this class. Ritter will be my favorite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're talking to Joe Giglio. You can hear him as co-host of Echo Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. There is so much talent 
particularly on the defensive side of the football, which which we know, Joe. Is there a guy that you prefer when you look at the top of this draft, whether it's Hutchinson, whether it's Thibodeau? Which one of those guys, and, and of course, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, which one of those guys, you can make a case for either one, but who's the one guy that you think is more of the can't-miss prospect? Yeah, I mean, I think that Hutchinson is the safest prospect. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. there's production there. He was good on big stages. Walker is the most interesting one to me because you could kind of see him being a great player in the NFL. It's just he just doesn't have the production. And it's, it's always interesting, Jake, when you look at players. And, and, you know, we've had this with some Alabama teams. We, I remember back the, um, that month ago that had all those future NFL players, future Hall of Famers running around that team. Some of those guys didn't have great production because they all played together. You know, on each given play, you could really only have a tackle, maybe a tackle and a half, depending on how they, you know, they, they put the stats out there. You could only have one sack. They divide. So, you know, for all these Georgia kids, I, I feel like this is going to keep coming up tonight. You know, I'm sure when Jordan Davis is up there, or Devontae Wyatt, or Trayvon Walker, you're going to hear, well, yeah, the production wasn't there. And my response is, well, of course the production wasn't there for most of these guys. They're playing together. They're sharing time on the defensive line. Like, these, this is the best team in the country. So I look at Trayvon Walker. He kind of reminds me of the, uh, the former Giant and Raider Justin Tuck, who was not a super high pick but had a great NFL career. I think he could play inside, outside. Um, I, I think the Jaguars take a little bit of a risk if it's Walker, but I, I could see him being a really good player. All right, Joe. So we got to talk about the Sixers. Is the collapse imminent? Are we expecting the Sixers to rebound? How do you see the rest of the series going, especially now that Joel Embiid is hurt? Yeah, I'll say it like this. If the Sixers don't win tonight, and I'm skeptical they're going to win tonight, I don't think they're winning game seven. The Sixers, there is a dark cloud right now uh, over this team. The Joel Embiid injury changed the series. But really, you go back. I mean, they've been outplayed in three straight games. In game three, Joel Embiid hit the shot in overtime, probably the, the best moment of his career so far. And, and that put the Sixers up 3-0. But they were outplayed in that game. There was a reason that game went to overtime. They were lucky to get it to overtime. This series is trending the wrong way. Joel Embiid's hand is affecting him mentally and physically, and he just has no interest in playing defense right now, no interest in rebounding. The Raptors know it. They're attacking him. In, in game number five, Joel was charged with 27 points as the primary defender. It's the most ever he's given up in the playoffs. Like, the Raptors see it. It's almost like shark with blood in the water, and they're going after the Sixers now. I think the series is likely coming back to Philadelphia, and I don't have a good feeling the Sixers are going to avoid history here. This one is uh, this one's going to sting a while in Philadelphia if it happens that way. Joe, you know the you know the narrative with Doc Rivers, and I thought he did a really nice job when asked about that, saying, "Hey, get your story straight," because it's easy to go back and talk about three-one series leads that were blown, but if you look at the particular circumstances. He owned the one a couple years ago, which I think was fair. But the other ones there were, for example, back in what, 2003, whatever it was, when he had the Magic, they were an eight seed. So it's not necessarily fair to act like that he was in a position where he, he's blown every single 3-1 lead. That's not necessarily the case. But if it happens here, is he going to be run out of town? Yeah, there's no question. And, and I, I do think – I think Doc's a little exasperated with taking all the blame for what's going on in Philadelphia. You kind of heard that yesterday. I think he articulated it well. Though so I do think it's funny. He left out last year, right? I think, he, the, I think the last one he was mentioning there in that video was the Clippers one in the bubble. And mm -hmm. he said, that, you know, we would have had game seven in L.A. He left out last year. Like, you know, like Doc Rivers has been doing this for a long time. He blew a series last year to Atlanta Hawks. So – um, as far as Doc Rivers goes, I, I think he's being outcoached by, out by Nick Nurse, but does it surprise me? Nick Nurse is a better coach. But 
I don't think this is being Doc. He'll get fired if, if they lose. But the series is about two things. Joel Embiid got hurt, and James Harden is just not the player that Sixers thought they were getting and, and not the player he used to be. I mean, he can't elevate. He can't get past people. And as Joel falls down, Harden's not there to pick him up. So that, that's really what's going to cost the Sixers here. All right, Joe, before we let you go, do you have some plays you like for today, either the Sixers and Raptors game, baseball slate, NFL draft? Are there some plays that you like on the board today? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a couple NFL draft props. Uh, so I think Kyle Hamilton is going to fall out of the top ten, the safety at a Notre Dame. Just feels like, you know, and, and look, mock drafts are what they are, but you kind of add them all together over a couple months, especially the ones lately. It's hard to find a a bunch of mocks that think he's going in the top 10. It's more those defensive linemen you guys mentioned, the offensive linemen, the corners. I think Hamilton falls outside the top 10. So wherever that prop lies, 10, you know, nine and a half-ish, we saw it recently. I would take the over on that. And I would take the over on wide receivers in the first round. I mean, I think this is going to be a reaction to – the market. And if you have to pay veteran wide receivers $25, $30 million a year, I think there's going to be a lot of teams out there that say, wait a second, we'll just get this guy in the first round. If he's pretty good, it's five years of team control or at least four before the fifth-year player option. It's just way, way, way more cost-effective to draft wide receivers than trying to pay these guys once they reach free agency. So I think that reaction will lead to a lot of wide receivers and, and going, going over the six-and-a-half number tonight. Hmm. I haven't thought about it that way because I usually tend to think that wide receivers, we see a lot of good receivers in the league that weren't drafted in the first round. But when you put it up that way, it does make a lot of sense. Great insight as always from our friend Joe Gillio. Catch him on BetQL Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Joe, good stuff. Enjoy the draft. You too, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.